Hi, I'm Roger Warner. I'm director at Lewis Football Club. And today I'm joined by Simon Parker, women's first team manager. Hi, Simon. Hi, Roger. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. And yourself? Yeah, okay. Bit, bit like Groundhog Day, really. You keeping busy? Yeah, yeah, just, you know, trying to keep busy around the house, doing the odd jobs, uh, a bit of decorating, and then just, you know, spending time with Bonavita and Kat. Right, so you're a young family and another one on the way, right? Yeah, yeah, um, got baby Santiago is due in, well, four weeks' time. So, wow. yeah, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's going to be busy soon. Yeah, but your partner must be delighted because you're there, like, doing, I bet, or you like decorating the, the bedroom and... <laughs> all of that stuff yeah i had to paint the the spare room which benedita will go into it's more like little kind of things around the house like painting some chairs and you know little tiny things the garden yeah that's good busy. every cloud as they say so yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's <laughs> nice i don't usually get get time with them together because we're cats cats a nurse so she does shifts okay so with the commute to lewis usually i'll work when she's not Right. she'll work and I'm not so yeah. we don't actually ever see each other so it's, it's quite nice I guess in a way and it's nice for Bernadita because she has both of us together right so yes yeah, yeah great great um, and is she like frontline how's she going well she she works at Naomi house so it's kind of like a, a hospice for children and young adults with like um you know children or young adults with complex complex needs right so where she's pregnant and due very soon she's actually they've told her not to work right so that's why she's at home so she's not frontline but she used to work previously when we lived in london yeah at the royal Bison. so in a you know a oh, respiratory wow. cardiac hospital actually so well okay i know i know yeah. it well yeah that's where our son was born yeah oh really yeah yeah oh it's a conversation for another day that one anyway i hope she's well <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's Thank right. you. Great, yeah. So we, I've been chatting to a, a number of the players. This has become like a regular thing. And yeah, the um, lockdown has given us more opportunity. And it's been great. So like Rianne and Caitlin were just superb, hilarious. And Ellie Noble, who else? Jess, Sophie, Ellie, Rudy. It's just been great getting get to hear their stories. And so kind of just wanted to chat to you about the, the season. We're in this weird scenario now where the season's on pause and we don't know exactly what's going to happen but yeah it's been it's been a roller coaster season up until that point where everything stopped right yeah definitely yeah and we started we did we, we did like a zoom session with a few of the guys and we watched the blackburn game the first game of the season with like five one and so it started like amazingly well right and like the thing that's always struck me with through this and through through the you know the ebbs and flows of the season is what an excellent squad of players you have in terms of the togetherness and the you know the tightness of, of things so and and that was a great start so how, how did they how did everything come together like because you can't really manufacture that stuff can you no i guess not i mean it was, it was quite a a new squad so it was quite quite a lot of change throughout the off season so potentially fran just recruited really well in terms of the individuals and the actual people because they're just fantastic people, you know. You know, we've come across other teams and, you know, through time you get to know a few players that maybe are a little bit more difficult. Mm. And that can obviously 
hampering a kind of team environment, but every one of them is just so nice and they get on well and they've got the right attitude. So I think it kind of just naturally happened. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to anything that we did. Right. Yeah. That's great. And then on that first day against Blackburn in the sun in August, it just like everything seemed to click. So that was a good day at the office, that one. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I don't want to say we, we peaked the first day of the season, <laughs> but, um, you know, and, you know, we could argue and say it probably wasn't our best performance, but obviously probably our most clinical. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Yeah. It was a good, it was a good day. Mm. <laughs> it was a good, good win, good performance, I guess. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And then, then we moved into, then we had some, you know, a more difficult time over the, say the Christmas period. And then, yeah, Fran moved on, you, you stepped up, but what was that like? That was, uh, it, it was, it was difficult, right? You were playing a mixture of continental cup games against super league teams plus league games, most of which seemed to be against teams that are at the top of the table. It's like everything came at once in terms of all those tough fixtures. Yeah. How did you I get mean, through it? Well, yeah, it was, it was, it was strange. Like when we saw the fixtures at the start of the year, we knew that you kind of have an idea of where you believe teams might be. Mm-hmm. And we thought, okay, we had, we had quite a good, good start or good run of fixtures at the start where we thought there were opportunities to pick up a few decent results. And to be fair, we, we did all right. I mean, obviously we won the first game. We drew against Cheldon. We drew against Palace. And again, both of those games, we, you know, we feel that we we had opportunities to win. Mm. You know, we were unfortunate as well in a couple of games. We just made a couple of individual errors and we got punished. And then we won against Coventry. So this first four games, potentially we could have won the first four. Yeah. And I'm not sure if Bees was the next game. I have to go back through it. But again, we, in my mind, we dominated that game. But we made again two errors and we conceded and we lost 2-1. I think we had like over 20 shots. So it was just kind of like one of those things. So potentially we could have been five out of five. Yeah. For the first yeah. and then we knew that there was a run coming where we would have kind of like Durham, Villa, Sheffield, you know, London City, and then obviously in the Conti Cup we knew we'd have like Chelsea. Yeah, and I think about eight games in a row where we were playing Super League or the top kind of teams in our league. Mm. So there was always that potential, even if we had won the first five or, or so in a row, that we were games that potentially we could lose them all. Yeah. And it just happened that we kind of started a bit along the way and then we hit those, but it wasn't necessarily through poor performances. We, we were competitive in those games. And then I guess confidence will automatically be dented yeah. when obviously you're not picking up the results. And I think it's, it's doubly worse when you actually perform quite well and you perform to, to win. And you don't, so you can't like go, okay, well, we just, we just didn't perform that day and we can turn it around, but actually we're performing. So I guess it was quite tough and that obviously, like I said, then the confidence and then you kind of have that belief that you're not going to win or you're not going to score. Hmm. And that again, gives you another battle. So I think, yeah, it just became more tough. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly it was hard yards, right. When you're playing the likes of, so say like Chelsea in like insane conditions and it was an amazing performance, right? Pushed them all the way. Reading, like amazing game. But we're still losing, right? But so we've gone out there and we've played out of our skin and pushed these teams all the way whilst other teams in the Continental Cup in, in our league are getting knocked for six at cricket scores, you know? 
but we're still losing. And it's like, where does it come from? You know, how, how do you, how do you help the players through that? Cause having said that they're a very tight um, team, you know, the spirit is good. That, that always seems present, but like, yeah, but still you've got to, they've got to be confident that they can win. And then when the, when the next games against Spurs or, yeah, you know, Arsenal or, or, or whatever, how do, what, what do you do? How do you keep, how do you keep players in the, in the right zone? I guess it's a kind of positive reinforcement. And the things that they are doing well, you try and keep keep telling them that. You're still trying to improve them and help them because there's obviously areas to improve. So we we try to obviously tell them what they are, try to keep... So when I kind of took over, I wanted to make things a little bit more simple mm-hmm. um, just because you don't want to make things overly complicated when already there's maybe a, quite a psychological load on a player, especially with how things are going. So... Let's keep this simple. Let's, you know, like I say, the positive reinforcement, try and give them as clear instructions as we can. And then just try and, you know, help give them the confidence that they are good players. Mm. And you can also take inspiration from, again, some of those games that you mentioned, like Reading, uh, Chelsea, well, now the Arsenal game. Mm. So we have been competitive in a lot of games and just they can take a lot of kind of positives from that. Yeah, so then after Christmas, we had this run and there were lots of games postponed, moved back, and then and then Fran moves on and you take over. Yeah, How was that for you going into that scenario? I'm sure it can't have been, can't have been easy for you. It was, uh, I guess, a strange kind of time because, like I said, we, we had quite a few games called off and obviously we wanted quite a bad run and then yeah Fran got the opportunity to to go to Celtic and obviously I, I, it was a fantastic opportunity for him and that in turn gave me an opportunity to to, to take the team so it was sad in in on a personal level in ways because obviously Fran was moving on and I worked him before at Southampton and then obviously he brought me to Lewis but again in another way it was it was a really nice opportunity for me you know I was up for the challenge as such so then to kind of get everyone there wasn't really the time to kind of mope around as such that that Fran's gone and all the players were superb to be fair that once they were told you know they had a session I believe either that that day or the next day and obviously they were a little flat but you know they were very professional they they've been superb with me They've listened to everything that I've asked and everything that the coaching team have asked. And yeah, and then we had London Bees. And yeah. to be fair, they, again, they, they put in a fantastic performance. And I think we we were flying at the start and we could have been, I think, 3-0 up already very, very early within five minutes. Yeah, from my perspective watching, it was one of the best performances of the season. I think a few, few of the guys would agree. What did you do? To, did you do anything? Did you do like a reboot with the guys? Did you do something special to... Pick them up again, and you know a new new chapter and so on. Because they came out of the blocks like you know they were flying. They were just yeah, like, wow, well, what's going on? What's happened? <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's always the the case when somebody new comes in. They potentially might think, okay, we've got an opportunity to really kind of show what we can do. So there's no doubt that some players would have felt that way. But I don't work too dissimilar to Fran, so we have very similar coaching methods methodologies and the way that we we coach and also the way that we see the game 
So like I, I said before, I just wanted to maybe simplify a little bit, mm-hmm. give a little bit more freedom to some of those attacking players because potentially we were asking them to do things that maybe isn't their strongest attribute. Mm-hmm. And again, like I said, when we were on quite a low run, we just want to give them confidence and freedom and go go and do the things you enjoy doing or try and play that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for that game, it was just kind of just go out, enjoy yourselves. Right. And gave them just a tiny bit more freedom. And I think maybe they responded to that at first. And also they probably wanted to just get back out and play because <laughs> it had been a long time as well. Yeah. It, it might probably didn't have a lot to do with me or the coaching staff. It probably was they just wanted to go and play. I think maybe <laughs> maybe you're being modest there, Simon. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, it must, for the players, I'm sure it must be an, an, a, a hugely positive message to have. You know, go out and express yourself. and Trust, I guess. Trust is a part of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I, I mentioned something to them, I think, before where maybe the, the self-belief in themselves wasn't particularly high because of obviously the, the run of results. But I just told them that everyone else, maybe you don't believe in yourself at this moment, but everyone else on the team does. So, you know, we do as coaches, the other players do, your teammates do. So, you know, take, you know, take some inspiration from that. And they, you know, like I said, it's such a shame that we didn't win that game because yeah. honestly, we, we, we could have been out of sight in 10, five, 10 minutes. So, yeah, totally. You know, yeah. that's kind of how our season's been, though. We just, we've been unlucky at certain moments. And that's just how it goes. Yeah, I think you could see that with the, you know, knowing the guys and, and, the, and that type of performance at that point, it was like, you know, the, well, you turned a corner, right? It was a big corner to turn because you <laughs> you've been that a straight run of, of defeats but that seemed pretty clear and then the mood was awesome and then Arsenal must have been a fantastic experience for you and, and the guys yeah I mean I think everyone was obviously really looking forward to it because obviously against the, the then and I guess still champions and they're a team that we we quite like I, I, I really like the way that they try to play and everything so it was really nice on a personal note me and also for the coaches but for the players and obviously we had a couple of storms which kind of postponed it a bit so gave us a little bit more time to prepare but yeah it was fantastic and all the girls were up for it and and we're actually disappointed with the result you know we worked really hard and everyone worked hard the players did and I think they know as well the goals were quite avoidable yeah even the first one how we got caught on transition and we also believe that potentially we had moments where we could have punished them with slightly better decisions. So, you know, I think it's really good that we come away from a game against Arsenal where we've lost 2-0 and we're, we're disappointed. And I know anyone who watches it might go, OK, but Arsenal had all of the ball and they dominated. But even in that first half, we didn't... Like, there's games when you're on the sideline and you feel nervous, like really nervous, especially when you don't have the ball. But the way that we defended, we, we kind of... Not that we were fully in control, but we felt controlled yeah. in terms of not the ball, but we're okay. Yeah, We knew that there would be opportunities. So, you know, I, I can't credit them a, a, enough with how well they defended. Yeah. I thought the whole team defended superbly. Yeah, it's awesome. So. I think the same could be said of the Chelsea game too, as it was controlled. It was, yeah, we didn't feel too exposed all of the time. So, yeah. I mean, it might be different for the players on the pitch. They might say differently, but from the sideline, I... I didn't feel, you know, nervous. Right, yeah. I think a couple of them were saying that they're a little bit tired on the Monday. (laughs) 
Yeah. It's like, what were the, so the, like the stats were like through the roof, weren't they, for a few of the guys in terms of like distance covered and uh, so on? Um, I don't know. Like well, we looked through them and they weren't, they, they worked harder than they did against Arsenal, against, sorry, Chelsea. We compared those two. Yes. The, the opposition was comparable. But the, the stats weren't crazy in terms of distance run. It was more the, the intensity of certain okay. things. But I think what would have made it more fatiguing for them is the mental fatigue. I mean, you, you, the concentration levels have to be high throughout. And if you're not, then obviously you switch off and you get punished. So that can be really draining mentally. Yeah. So that will obviously on the Monday when they come in or the Tuesday, then obviously they're going to feel a lot more fatigued. Yeah, got probably it. through that as opposed to muscular. Got but it. So they, it was funny, like at half time, I was like, are you okay? Because of the, you're having the shift and obviously get across the pitch and like Ellie Lee was saying, oh, it's a harder in training. <laughs> it was quite crazy. But yeah, it's just how it is, I guess. And so experiences like that, like those two games together, and as you say, the mental side of it, it's like that's it's like gold, isn't it? For like character building and experience for those players, so you know they'll just take so much from from that type of a performance. Yeah, and I think a few of them are probably frustrated in the terms that that we've turned up as a team against Reading, against Chelsea, against Arsenal, and there have been games in our league where we haven't. Right. And I think there are some players that get incredibly frustrated with, with the team mm. because it's like, how's, how can we do that against them and not against somebody else? I think, I don't know, that's something that we need to work on anyway. But because they've shown that they are, are able to compete yeah. against these clubs and these teams. So... What, what, what there's that frustration what you put that down to is that like ex, an experience thing there's quite a, you know the average age is, is you know, relatively relatively young right it is yeah very young i don't know if maybe there's unnecessary mm-hmm. pressure put on themselves potentially whereas you know when they go into these games there is no pressure we are the, hugely the underdogs and they can just go right and even though our league position maybe puts us as underdogs against the majority of teams in our league, I think the girls know that they are better yep. than where they are in the league. So they probably automatically put that pressure. And then obviously with, actually we need to get results anyway. So that's an added pressure. So I think, I think it's probably pressure. Of course. You know, it's pretty- yeah, yeah, and you're right, right. And the, the games against the Chelsea's, the Reddings, the Arsenal's, cup games, right? yeah different because even if you add in the Billericay game Mm. we were very 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 poor in that first half Mm. because it was a game where we should be dominant and should be winning and I don't know if we just get on ourselves and then we start to overthink and we start to really just panic and the second half was completely different Mm. you know where we scored up until when they scored we just started to play and we started to show how good we are and I don't know well, I know it's pressure, but we need to find the way to, to take that off ourselves. Yeah. Just, just, just believe in ourselves because we are very good when we do that. Part of it is also like confidence comes through the momentum as well and habit. And so that, yeah, that must definitely. be another frustrating part of, of where we're at now. And then that period, because like, as you say, Christmas time, we had 
so many games were postponed. We had storms, craziness, and then and then we we're trying to squeeze stuff in, and then now this comes along. But we haven't really had a run at anything from Christmas time, right? Yeah, yeah, it's really it's really frustrating because, like you say, I feel the first result we had ended those runs of losses, and it felt like we were, as you say, turning a corner. Obviously, we got the positive result in the FA Cup against Billericay, even though we didn't necessarily perform particularly well. But winning, again, it's a habit as such. And if you can get those positive results, then obviously Leicester, again, there was a competitive game where we, we lost. But I think we did enough to at least get a point. And then obviously Arsenal was really good. And we had some friendlies as well where we we picked up some, again, positive results. Mm. Um, and then this happens. So, yeah, it's been, it's been stop-starting. It's really frustrating, especially now there's... We don't really have clarity as to necessarily what what is happening or you know going to be happening so it's it's hard for you to, to really mentally get yourself right yeah um, so we're just kind of in that limbo really yeah what kind of stuff are you do you know, what's it like as what what's it like as a football club on lockdown it's tough i mean we've got answers like fitness programs and such and players are able to do those or some of them also have have their own work that they do own kind of programs which which we're okay with as long as everyone is fit and lets us know what's happening we've been doing a few socials like like once a week there's a quiz and things like that which is really nice that people step up and do that we've also got some players who are like pts and things like that so they're they're doing like their group sessions there's the group yoga sessions some individual yoga kind of sessions with with a lady called gail who who occasionally does stuff with the club is a really really nice woman so yeah things like that are happening and we do like daily videos from from individuals just just keeping everyone up to date so everyone's kind of kind of still connected in a way yeah so it sounds like it's like keeping people together and keeping folks occupied and it must be hard for the guys who said that they're literally stopping everything they can't work and they can't work at football no, no, it's tough. I mean, like a few players are still working in their their jobs they do outside. I think that Boz is a carer, I believe, so she's she's still working and doing like a fantastic job. So yeah, yeah. And how about you in terms of what, what planning? Like, what could what could be done in terms of planning for restart of the season or looking ahead? I guess that's kind, yeah. of, kind of difficult, not knowing dates and what needs to be done to start. Yeah, so I'm, I'm taking the time to kind of review and plan. Planning, again, is difficult because without the clarity. So in terms of, like, I can't plan a pre-season, for example, when we don't know if there, there will be one or if when it will be and stuff like that, but no, loosely planned. So when I, when I took over from Fran, obviously, like I said, I didn't want to make a lot of changes, especially not with necessarily the way we played only small tweaks but this this obviously gives me the time to plan and try and implement more of the things that i prefer right would like to do yeah so um trying to kind of get the presentations right as well on a few of the concepts that i have just to make it as simple as possible so yeah. i'm doing a lot of kind of work along those lines with you know working on those tactical concepts yeah um also trying to take the time to, like I said, review. So going over all of our games, trying to pick out things, obviously, for individuals to work on and what they can do better. Uh, 
kind of fitting that to how I like us to play going forward. Yeah. So yeah, kind of been doing that. Very interested uh, in that. I'm sure. I'm sure folks listening would be too. So you know, knowing what you know about the season, having gone and and and, and how we've done, then looking forward, like what what type of things would you be looking to to change in terms of the you know the way that we play, the way that we do things. Without, yeah. without giving too many trade so, secrets away but uh, yeah you know. i mean like i said there's this fairly similar with the concepts uh that fran has mm-hmm. so we both our training methodology is, is quite similar we both kind of work along a tactical periodization kind of, of style of coaching and it's a way that you coach a way that you will coach on certain days i, I do things s- just slightly different there's a few little tweaks i try to have always like 100% intensity mm-hmm. uh, I will just maybe change the the size of the area or the the intervals we work to or the rest periods but trying to keep working towards those in terms of the way we play I, I like to have the ball so that's not necessarily going to change and we still work to concepts in terms of creating the overloads and things like that but I would like us to be a little bit more aggressive off the ball and that isn't necessarily something that Fran didn't want to do, but we have to look at where we were in the league and the kind of personnel that we have. And what can, firstly, for me, it was we don't want to concede goals, especially when we're struggling to score goals at this, well, at that moment in time. So don't make your job harder by conceding to after then. We're not even scoring one. So to score two, you know, adds the pressure. So make us defensively solid and like if you're going to be high pressing and very, very aggressive, it can be incredibly beneficial, but there are risks with it as well. If you get it wrong, sure, it might not have been the biggest strength of ours in terms of a very open back four yeah. with, like you spoke to Rian and Caitlin. They're probably, if, if they're on the halfway line, isolated against real pace, it's probably not playing into their strength. Yeah. Incredible defenders. And, and they read the game well, to be fair. So they can deal with it. I'm not saying they can't do it. It's just an unnecessary risk at that moment in time. Yeah. So the the objective was to be a little deeper with the defensive line, a little bit more, you know, sitting more on a kind of mid block as such, being a little bit more cautious. So we don't, you know, give away a lot of space. Whereas with with time to work and implement, you know, without the pressures of the result, you know, when you have a preseason or when you have time to really work on this mm. i would like us to be a bit more aggressive so that is something that hopefully we can work on i think it's evidence as well through you know we spent a lot of time talking about some of those terrific performances against super league teams where and you said we felt in control and we defended really well those are games where we've been pushed back aren't they and the solidity seems to be seems to be there but yeah <clears throat> anyhow but looking ahead, I've just you know from your from your playbook, like what 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 are the things that you sort of hold most dear? You know, what do you say to the guys? Is it is it you know all about attitude? You know, the values that you want in the team. What what type of things do you do you look to promote in terms of the ethic there? Yeah, hard work is is massive. Like I said, we we need to obviously put a shift in. I, you know, you can. A lot of people say this, but. You can make technical mistakes because we're human, you know, yep. and errors will happen, whether it's a poor pass or whatever, you know, there's there's divots on the pitch, there's bobbles, 
the opposition. All those things can obviously have an effect. But your reaction, how you work hard, how you track back for each other, how you, you know, the effort you put in, I, I, that for me is something that has to be there. And I think it's, it's contagious. If you do it, your teammate does it. And I think, you know, everyone has to do that. So you have to be honest in the terms of what you give and what you do. And then also I just think honesty off the ball as well, off the pitch. So like you have to be honest with each other. So the feedback you give, I'd like players to be honest with me and with each other as well. You know, if they, if they, you know, if they're feeling something, they need, they need to let you know. I think it's just better that way. Yeah. Um, sure. So yeah, they're, they're, it's quite important for me that. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you're doing a terrific job. In fact, I know you're doing a terrific job. You and all the guys in keeping keeping the team busy and occupied and fit and ready to go. I think we're all raring to go again when the time is right. So, yeah. Thanks so much for your time, Simon, and I really appreciate it. Good luck with the preparation and the DIY and decorating. And good luck with the baby-to-be. Thank you very much. Okay, and maybe we'll do this on a regular, you know, more regular basis um, if we have a bit more time. It's always great to you know hear from you and see what's going on behind the scenes. It's a really insight into how a football club works, and yeah, I know people love the love to hear it. So yeah, of course, no worries. Mm-hmm.